All right, so protectors of Silver Dollar City succeeded in recovering the much-needed preservation salts from the Indian Point Fungal Zone and rescued a small family of survivors of the old Bella Vista community that you had thought had been completely overrun by vampires. Adam and his two kids escaped by swimming across the lake, which is what put them in the fungal zone, leaving one dire situation for another. At this point, you all have put the kids in the truck, loaded up your salt reserves, and are preparing to head back the way that you came to Silver Dollar City. Roll a perception check. Uh Ooh, those are some good fucking rolls. Way to cock it up, Richard. I know. <laughs> well, we certainly have reached the uh, the half mark uh, as far as successes go. Um, Chris, you are. Uh, let's see. You you rolled right. Who are we missing? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, nobody. That's everybody. <laughs> we're we're missing Papa because he's not here. <laughs> Uh, so, here's basically what has drawn your attention. There's been some rustling in the woods just north of your location. This was roughly about where you guys kind of came into the scene to return to the truck. Uh, and unfortunately, those stragglers of the fungazoids that you kind of that went running after Simone's uh, illusion. Uh, it may be them, it may not be, but there are actually three more fungazoids, fungazoids that have followed you back to the truck. Where are they? Uh, oh, I up, see them. I see up them north, up. yeah. yeah. And so you guys, most of you have all spotted it, and uh, someone reaches back and taps Richard, who, <laughs> who is uh, probably looking at something in the truck. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you see these things beginning to scramble out of the woods. Uh, but as they are approaching, uh, you hear from beyond where they came from, this low pitched and haunting moan coming from the woods behind the fungazoids and the foliage behind them begins to crack and some of it crashes down in the wake of a terrible looking beast that tears through the mushroom zombies like they were paper. Hey, I don't like where this well, is going. One problem solved. <laughs> um, and momentarily distracted, this beast suddenly becomes aware of the party and like a bull honing in on a matador, he kicks back his hooves and takes aim on you guys. It will dissolve the scene for a moment as Simone recalls one of her meaningful conversations with Walt Barnes, the Silver Dollar City storyteller. This particular creature reminds her of one of the many tall tales that Walt has shared with her in their time together. Ah, yes. <clears throat> I fondly recall the story, Walt told me <laughs> so we see the scene kind of uh, doodly, doodly, doodly. uh <laughs> and we fall uh into kind of a campground type situation with a few members uh, a few survivors and a couple of you perhaps 
were privy to this particular story that Walt uh, shared with you quite some time ago. Gather round, y'all. Let me spin you a tale as dark as the heart of them Ozark woods. Deep in them twisted hollows where the shadows play tricks on the eyes, there lived an old conjuring woman. They called her Old Betty. With her hair as tangled as the roots she brewed, and them mismatched eyes, one yellow, the other green, she was a sight to send shivers down your spine. But folks didn't care for her looks, cause she helped the the power she held the power to mend a man's ails, and that's what mattered the most in these parts. Now, old Betty's cabin was a haven of herbs and secrets, where bottles of conjuring brews lined the walls and tomes of spells whispered secrets from dusty corners. Old Betty was the only soul for miles that knew the art of reading, passed down by her granny, herself a conjuring woman of old. Only friend old Betty had was a wild razorback hog, mean and ugly as sin. They called him Rawhead, cause he looked like something risen from the pit itself. He'd root around her kitchen, gobbling up the remnants of her incantations, and some folks swore they even seen old Rawhead standing up on his hind legs and talking with old Betty like she was kinfolk. But them stories, some folks said, was just the babble of moonshine drunk minds. Now Rawhead, that old razorback, he was old Betty's sole companion. Every time she'd trundle into town and hawk her portions and po potions and tonics, he'd trail along, snuffling and grumbling, the very image of loyalty. But then one day, Rawhead went missing, and that sent tremors through the hearts of all of them townsfolk. Where's Rawhead? asked the man at the store, taking her wares. <clears throat> He ain't round today, old Betty said, worry etching lines deep in her face. You seen him in town? A shake of the head. No one's seen him. Old Betty's lips tightened, her eyes narrowing. If you see him, you tell him to come home, she said, voice like a whispered curse. Old Rawhead, her only friend, had vanished. It weren't like him to stray, especially not on a trip to town where the pickings were good. Old Betty, she sensed something was amiss, so she turned to her craft, dark and ancient. She set her gaze upon a place, a plate of potion, enchanted low and fervent. Rawhead and bloody bones. The air grew thick. Shadows danced, and a gust of wind seemed to carry the whispers of long-gone spirits. Raw head and bloody bones. With each utterance, darkness encroached, till a bolt of silver lightning burst forth and streaked towards Hogscald Hollow, the very heart of her grief. Raw head's severed head lay there, 
amidst stolen hogs, his vacant eyes witnessing the slaughter of his friends. Old Betty's furry swell, fury swelled, her vengeance stoked, and she plunged into the realm of them ancient conjuring arts. Raw heads severed head. It tumbled and rolled until it nestled in the bones of its kin. With whisper of incantations, a shiver of enchantment, raw head was whole once more, his bloody bones and savage spirit united. And so, raw head, conjured back from the abyss, took on an eerie form, like a nightmare risen to claim its due. He roamed, head atop a skeleton of a razorback, clad in bear claws, panther teeth, and a raccoon's tail, a haunting sight in the moonlight. The hunter, the hog stealer who had butchered Raw Head, he felt an earthly chill of doom creeping up on him. Raw Head, he stalked the hunter, as silent as the grave, bare claws a-gleaming, yellow eyes piercing the darkness. The hunter, he stumbled back, fear clutching at his throat, for there stood Raw Head, ghastly and fierce, a vengeance come to life. Well, what's them claws for? The hunter quaked. To dig your grave, Rawhead intoned, voice like the growl of a damned soul. So the hunter fled, his fate sealed, pursued by the specter of Rawhead, whose bloody bones rattled and scaped, hungering for retribution. And with a final pounce, Rawhead claimed his due. And the woods were silent once more, except, of course, for the echo of the hunter's screams. No one heard tell of that hog-thieving man again, but Rawhead's spirit roamed, a sentinel of the dark, haunting the moonlit nights, a friend to old Betty who'd summoned him back from death's grasp. He'd ride that hunter's horse through the town on full moon eves, a grim reminder of the peace, of the price of cruelty, and the power of the conjuring arts. And then we come back to the present, where old Raw Head is making his way rather quickly now towards the party. Gave me chills up my spine, by the way. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm starting a uh, combat encounter here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got Jake uh, and Becca that are also with you. Uh, of course, you've got the two kids in the truck uh, and Adam. Uh, the father is in the, uh, is in the bed of the truck currently. Uh, so I'll give you guys just a moment before Rawhead begins his charge to kind of very quickly decide what it is you all want to do. How far away uh, is he? He's about uh, 60 feet. Lovely. Didn't you want, are we shooting? Shoot it. <laughs> yeah, shoot it. <laughs> all right. I can imbue ranged weapons with the element of fire. Um, I don't... 
like I don't see a like a distance where that needs to be. So. Um, it should be if you click. I click. Oh, the way I, I mean, as far as like what you can do as far as distance. Can I can I imbue other people's weapons around me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyone wants, I, th anyone I think you fire? have to be within five feet of them though oh, to be right. able to do that. Um, let me just double check that and make sure. Well, I am useless with ranged, um, except for my shurikens, mm -hmm. um, but I can get to him very quickly. Okay, so the, the way this reads, and if we did this incorrectly before, we probably need to amend this now. This is only for you. Okay, I haven't used it yet, I don't okay. think. All right. Oh. Yeah. Somebody else, I think, has the ability to do that. I thought because I think we tried something like that at some point. And honestly, I think it was you, Dana. <laughs> now, now that I think I, about it, I didn't think I used it, but maybe I asked. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Right. Regardless, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my, <laughs> I'm gonna put some flames on this shit. <laughs> so. Sorry, guys, can't help you. <laughs> I like to start singing. How yeah, tall right. is this? How tall is that tree? That's right by us. That's right by you. Probably about 10 feet or so. It's pretty small. I can try to charm it so that it regards us as a friendly acquaintance. All right. You're gonna, oh, the, oh, not the tree. You're not going to try to charm the tree. You're going to try to charm the rock. <laughs> I, okay, I all charmed right. the tree in our last episode. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eliza and Simone, go ahead and roll your initiatives there, and uh, then we will, uh, yeah, I think we know what we're getting ready to do, so Asher has got uh, the first initiative overall head is kicking his hooves back and getting ready to make a charge. So Asher, you've got uh, first shot. Uh, is it okay if I leap up in the tree and then shoot? Sure. All right, I'm gonna do that. Parkour! Parkour! <laughs> That's what I say as I do it. And the parkour, parkour. Of course you do. <laughs> All right, now I'll go ahead and take a shot with my my bow. Inventory. Uh, before you do that, was I able to uh, start my singing before? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you would have advantage on your first. Um. Um, I'm good in this. I ended up getting a critical at 20. Oh, so. hey, there you go. All right. Look at that Thank shit. You. Let's start. You, I think you did that last time. <laughs> you got a crit right <laughs> off the bat, too. Yeah. All right. Um, go All right, ahead well, and roll some damage, then. All right. Oops, where my character should go. 17. All right. And I think that's... It, well, do I get two attacks of a compound bow at this level? What level are we? Um, we are fifth level. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Okay. Can I shoot off another arrow then? Okay. All right. I'm playing too much Baldur's Gate. I'm automatically thinking I can get two attacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Act 3, finally. Oh, yeah, I'm about to start Act 3. 18 right. hits. And Another 11, 11 points. Right. Not too bad. Not too bad. That's me. 
All right. Okay, so you sink two arrows uh, into its hide. It hits it in in its uh, kind of front uh, chest uh, area. So it's got two uh, arrows now sticking out of it. And you hear it. And it gives out a low guttural growl. Uh, I think we go to Smokey next. Um... You're in bad shape. Uh, okay, I'll um, <clears throat> I'll fire my uh, revolver. Okay. Nineteen. Nineteen hits. Eleven points. Ballistic. Right. Well, you guys are just tearing into this sucker. <laughs> yeah, we heard the stories. <laughs> We're not messing around. <laughs> All right, do you have another action? No, I don't. Got it. Uh, Richard. Okie dokie. Um, I am going to use my soaring crane technique, which doubles my movement. Mm-hmm. And each space is Five feet, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop right there. Okay. That's that's about halfway there, right? Right. Okay. So, okay. You have activated a reaction. I'm going to pull that up. Okay. <laughs> he has a uh, reaction called Chase Down. When an enemy within 50 feet moves, the character can spend a reaction to chase that enemy down. Okay. Um, the raw head moves up to its speed toward that enemy before the enemy moves. Ah, okay, so never mind. That doesn't work because you were further away from 50, than 50 feet when you began. Okay. Uh, so never mind. But now, now you know he's got that. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Go ahead. You may continue your movement if uh, if you were going to be moving closer. That I believe is as close as I could get. Okay. Um, and so I can't really attack him with anything other than my shurikens, which I will. 23. Yeah, it definitely hits. Okay, that does three. Okay. That's my second attack. Oh, do I get two? Is that just two melee attacks? Hold on. And my advanced combat training. Nope, just says two attacks. Okay. Yep. Just making sure. And that's an 11. And that one misses. Gotcha. So as a bonus action, I'm going to go into um, Flowing Stance, which gives me a plus two to my defense, and I gain advantage on Dexterity saving throws. Okay, cool. Until my next turn. Cool. All right, Simone. Okay. Well, in theory, I could attempt to charm the creature using the charm creature action. Mm-hmm. 
Is there a particular range on that? It's as long as I can see it. Cool. However, it says um, this only works until our companions, my companions, do anything harmful <laughs> to the creature. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Okay, but yes, I think it has Don't been harmed. Don't touch it. But once you do this, if you succeed in charming it, yes. then it's potential that it may be it may be charmed. As long as nobody does anything to it, then you might be okay. I wonder. Is that true? Yeah, it is. I, it, this is very similar to a D&D um, power. I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what it's called. It, may, it actually may be Charmed Creature. <laughs> yeah, it's Charmed Person and Charmed Creature. Charmed Person. Okay, yeah. Well, I had a backup plan, but I'll go with this one. All right. Okay. So they have to make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if they if you are fighting them. So if the saving throw fails, they're charmed by you until the spell ends or you you or your companions do anything harmful. So I need to make a wisdom saving throw at advantage. Hold fire! Got a sixth. All right. <laughs> All right. So, this thing is taking several hits. Uh, two arrows, a couple of shuriken thrown uh, into its uh, face, and uh, it let out a couple of roars, and then it lunges towards Richard, and then clamps down its teeth about three inches from his face, and then backs up. Yeah. And it sits. Mm, mm, mm. And it just starts breathing heavy. You gotta adopt that thing, Christy. We uh, need <laughs> I kinda I put my hand up to everybody. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, can I keep it? Can I keep it, please? Please? <laughs> Maybe. I think the uh, the duration on that, uh, it probably doesn't last forever. Yeah, probably not. Uh, tell it, tell I it, my name's O Betty. Say, you're big. Oh, I pulled up the wrong <laughs> character sheet. Uh, Simone, there we go. Okay, so the charm creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. Uh, so you can essentially kind of communicate with it. I mean, you have to do so verbally. Uh, But, you know, so at this point, unless anybody wants to just willy-nilly attack it, uh, it is docile for the moment. Um, Just look at it and go, who's a good boy? (laughs) Who's a good boy? And it it growls at you. Now. Are you a good boy? I'm a good boy. Are you a good boy? <laughs> um, slowly right. start to back up and not keep, you know, up there. Okay, yeah. And he lets you go. He does not pursue. But he's got his eyes at this point kind of half on you and half mm-hmm. on Simone. And just like, okay, uh, let's go. 
How long do you think this is going to last, guys? Should we just leave <laughs> actually, it? Actually, it might not last at all because I just noticed. Um, Don't the tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the creature must be within 30 feet. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, no, he, he, well, that's, that's between the two if you have two creatures. He, oh, okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's thank between you, the two creatures. You. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well read. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. One creature. I can see him. We're good. <laughs> okay. Hold your fire. I'm gonna go home. Should we? Who is our most convincing person? Shall we just tell it to go home and see? It's, if, it's gotta be you. Oh shit. Yeah, it's gotta be you. Come up with me, Darwin. Alright. How do I do this? I don't think I can move that far that fast, but. Yeah. Um, Two, three, four, five. So yeah, you're about right. I think you got one more space there. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> you uh, should be I, about right there. I'll dash whatever it takes. Um, oh, you want to dash? Oh, I don't know. Whatever it took mm -hmm. to get me there. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, he's pretty much sitting there. I mean, at yeah. this point, I think uh, combat is stalled. Uh, so, okay. in that case, would I be able to, as Simone was passing by Smokey, mm -hmm. could he lay on hands and do a healing touch? Sure. Mm -hmm. On on Simone. Simone. Okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to use one focus. So it's a D8 plus my Wisdom modifier. Mm -hmm. That'd be great if I actually had my dice out. <laughs> Okay, so that's seven points of HP. And does that add your con your? Um... I rolled a three. And so oh, you I rolled added, a three. Okay. Yeah, and then okay. four, so it's seven total. All right, so Simone, you can heal seven points. Um, no, I'll I'll save it for later. Never mind. So if you go to your current HP on your sheet and just add your seven, there you go. Thank you. All right, so you have approached Old Rawhead, and he is just sitting back on his haunches <laughs> and just breathing heavily. Easy, Rawhead. Easy now. <clears throat> he snorts a bit. We've heard about you. We know you're just looking for your home. So why don't you go on? Go on, get. Go on, go on home. Uh, he kind of comes down on all fours and kind of lays there for just a moment and rolls on its side. What, do you want scritches? Don't you dare give him scritches. <laughs> <laughs> Forever unclean. Boot up a little bit. <laughs> Come on, Richard, give him scratches. I ain't giving him scratches. <laughs> I like my hands attached to my body. It was a good boy. Are you screeching? Sure, I'll go for it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. The, um, he, he really doesn't have, like, 
flesh <laughs> in, in that area. <laughs> it's I like it. Pretty much just like meaty, bloody skeleton chest. <laughs> but that's what he's basically bared to you. Okay. Uh, so, so you reach in there and give it some stretches. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, it's it's basically just like kind of mincing meat, <laughs> and it just kind of squelches when you reach in. Uh, but you hear him go. I'm just making meatloaf. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I look back at everybody else and go. <laughs> get, get him out of here um, good job go home now. go home boy go home and he he kind of rolls back to his feet and kind of gets up and he puts his head uh, kind of into your like stomach a little bit like the top of his head and just kind of rubs up against and he backs up a little bit and he looks backwards he looks at you and and he slowly starts to lumber off uh into the woods <laughs> i'm the bye boy <laughs> come on let's get back to the truck and get the hell out of here yeah all right so what's your plan then to uh to make the trip back to uh, Silver Dollar City. Do not run into any more animals like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll ride in the. <laughs> is this like the larger truck that we can ride on top of, or no? Just, just a pickup. Just pick up. Yep. And is most of the back filled with salt? You've got. Uh, it's. You could probably sit on it. Some of you, um, and it's it's kind of an elongated truck so that you've got you know like the front seat where the kids are kind of inside there and I would say probably um, I don't know if we want Papa to drive or not <laughs> maybe Jake is in there uh, and uh, with the two kids in front but there's a full back seat so you could fit potentially three uh, in the back seat and then maybe another two uh, in in the bed with Adam. So theoretically, almost the whole group could get in there. One person, probably Becca, would probably have to scout uh, alongside or ahead. And if you guys recall, uh, there was something that was out there uh, on your travel down here, something that was underground. <laughs> I'm gonna ride in the back on top of the salt, I guess, facing. Well, I feel like we should have a scout on both sides of the truck, so I'll go. I'll scout on the opposite side of Becca. Okay. Everybody else piling in the truck then? Sure. Yep. <clears throat> okay. All right. So, um, for Richard and Becca, you guys will need to roll a stealth, and then I'll roll for Jake uh, for drive. I'm bringing our average down. You are. 
And let's see what Becca. Becca's going to be the decider here. 21. All right. Uh, so you guys begin to make the journey back uh, towards Silver Dollar City. Um, as you guys are going, uh, Becca is kind of checking, you know, to see if she gets any of the rumblings or anything like that. Uh, and uh, your journey that leads you back up there uh, actually puts you in a place where you feel fairly comfortable. There's no rumblings. Uh, and you're able to make it back to Silver Dollar City uh, without much of a problem. Uh, so you guys end up, uh, let's see if I can pull us back to, I think it was, where is that? Main entrance, there we go. Pull you in here to the main entrance of Silver Dollar City. <clears throat> so, you guys will be coming into town. It's it's pretty late uh, at this point, probably close to probably one o'clock in the morning. Uh, you'll see a couple of the night watch uh, that are located up here in this little tower, uh, right in this area, right up in here, uh, that kind of wave you in. They open up the gate uh, and allow you guys to come in with the truck. Uh, so you now just need to kind of go about the process of uh, delivering the uh, uh, the salt where it needs to go and perhaps maybe even catching some shut-eye for tonight. We need to get uh, the kids and their father set up with a bunk but as well for the night. Do you guys think that we need to put them somewhere where we can keep a really close eye on them just in case? They're vampires? Yeah. Or something else even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe a vampire, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a holding, like a, we're not sure about these people yet. Let them yeah. sit in a barn situation. Yeah, like don't put them in with the other kids and stuff like right. that. Right. Keep them separated for now and under guard. I want to keep an eye on them just to kind of, but don't raise suspicion, I guess. Yeah, yeah this little area that's just mm -hmm. off to the side, like right here, if you can see where I'm pinging right here, this is the entrance to Marvel Cave right here, okay? There's this kind of cordoned off area here that's got like a little um, like old like storage unit that's blocking off most of the area here. This is kind of what you guys would kind of consider to be like the quarantine zone um, where you would bring, if if you've got new people, just to kind of vet them out, this is usually where you're going to put them. Um, there's a couple of rooms uh, in this building, uh, just down to the uh, to the south. Uh, there's some stables over here to keep uh, horses, uh, but so this area down to the south probably would be where you would want to take the kids. Do we have people already assigned that would be able to keep an eye on them, or does one of us need to do it? Um, you could probably assign somebody to do that if you wanted to, or if you wanted to take it under your own, uh, you, you could certainly yeah. do that. So it really just depends on what you guys want to do. Yeah. Some of us, some of our group obviously need to rest a full night to get back. Yeah, I got damage, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. there is exhaustion in this as well so i mean if you go you know too long without rest right. then you'll start getting levels of exhaustion too so a good night's rest would serve you all well for sure yeah perhaps we'll find somebody to keep an eye on them playing the situation um could you let me know uh when i regain my focus is it only long rests or is it um i do believe it is a never mind i found it sorry i was buried yeah okay right at the top of my screen (laughs) is it long rest or short it's both oh it's both okay all right so there's my question answered cool All right, so you guys are able to find a space for these guys to be bedded down, maybe kind of explain the situation to them that, you know, they are, they're not captives, but just because of where they came from, and this is just kind of protocol for the, uh, uh, for the community that we need to kind of sequester you in in an area just to make sure everything's okay. We've got a really comfortable area for you, you know, but... We are going to lock you in here <laughs> for at least tonight. Uh, and then, you know, maybe get a chance to kind of vet them further, potentially, you know, the following day after everybody's had a chance to rest. Um, Adam is perfectly fine with this. He's like, you know, this is the first time that, you know, I feel like the kids are safe. So whatever it takes to keep my kids safe, I'm perfectly willing to do whatever you guys need Uh, we just really appreciate you getting us out of there um we certainly could use the rest and thanks for the food um and we'll answer any questions that you guys have in the morning are any of them sorry go ahead i was just gonna say can we have like do we have like a medical person who could check Uh out yeah (laughs) um i'm trying to remember we on the same page smoky julia trying to remember which one Julia was. was a caretaker nanny okay so I mean she, certainly she could probably and more than likely she would probably be one of the first ones that you guys would probably bring you know okay. to kind of get the kids acclimated so Sorry, <laughs> um, and I'll pull her picture up just to remind you who she is and I am a battlefield medic so. okay cool they do not seem to be like actively injured they are certainly emaciated um and you know have have not been fed well they're a little dehydrated uh, especially being locked into that basement for a couple of days um so i mean you know giving them a little bit of food and water that they have has certainly you know made them feel a little bit better um you can make a um is it a medicine roll uh, if I have a first aid kit, I'm assuming we have something here. But... Um, well, I, basically, I'm just having you roll medicine, just kind of see what is going on with them more than anything. Okay. 19. Okay. Um, the kids seem to be okay. Uh, like I said, emaciated, thirsty. Other than that, physically they seem to be all right they're maybe a little thin uh but but getting some more food in them is probably going to be fine they don't really need any first aid 
Um, any mushrooms growing out of their armpits? <laughs> no, <like> no. <laughs> I think they're okay, okay there. Any sharp canines? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Dad, uh, on closer inspection, and I think uh, Asher had tried to do this kind of in a rush. Uh, last session was kind of give them a once, everybody a once over just to see if they had any bite marks or anything on them. Visibly, like on his neck or anything where you would normally think uh, it would be, uh, there is nothing. However, on closer inspection, and Adam allows you to kind of give him a once over, uh, you do see some track marks basically on both arms, uh, kind of in the area of the. Uh, inner portion of the elbow um, and with your experience I mean these certainly do look like they are vampire bites I'm gonna ask him where he got them like where did you get these well as I, as I said they've been using us for food um there are certain individuals within the community that they deemed um, valuable to them in particular ways and they either turned them into full vampires or uh, they're like these kind of ghoul-like creatures. Um, I apparently was not deemed important enough to turn and fortunately had not been pulled yet to the Bella Vista estate which is where I think the more deranged and darker shit is going on um, but if we're out and available we are unfortunately free to snack upon um, my main goal since I lost my wife has been to protect the kids and um, when the vampires came a-knocking I uh, pretty much just offered myself up so that they didn't have to suffer the, uh, the terror of actually having to be fed upon by these fuckers hmm Usually quarantine is just kind of separation, but we're kind of nervous that you might turn. So anybody got know? experience with this? Yeah, do we know how people turn to vampires and yeah. aside They're, from the literature that we are? Right. We are. I mean, you probably have had some experience in the time that you've been here, you know, in, in dealing with various types of vampires. And therein actually kind of lies the problem, is there are varieties uh, of vampires that exist out there in this world. And without knowing exactly what type of vampires these are, it would be very difficult to, to say. Um, there are some that can turn a human uh, with a single bite and the feeding of their blood. Uh, there are others that basically can continually visit a victim until eventually they slowly just begin to become uh, a vampire. Um, there are 
others still uh, that, you know, one bite is all it takes. It's almost like a werewolf bite, uh, where as soon as they're bitten, uh, within 24 hours, the metamorphosis begins. Uh, now, with what he's told you, it does seem like he's been bitten several times over the process of potentially months, maybe even years. Um, so he does not exhibit, if you look at his teeth, he does not exhibit the fangs, but once again, depending on the type of vampire that he is, he may be able to conceal that if he is indeed one or not. So right now you're just going on his word. I'm going to take my dagger and prick my finger. Okay. In front of. All right. Just to see. <laughs> he, That'll he happen. Just kind of kind of looks like at that. you and he's like not not interested, thanks. What about the kids? What are the kids doing? <laughs> oh, the ki- uh, the kids are still there, so I mean, they they kind of look no at reaction. each other and look at dad and like point at you and they're kind of quizzically wondering why you just cut yourself in front of them. <laughs> Isn't it obvious, you dummies? <laughs> yeah, they're little. <laughs> <laughs> hey. the, the the girl is like six. She's she's real young. Uh, and I think the boy I think is like nine. Well we should probably wait at least twenty four hours before introducing them to the general population of the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what kind of fungal crap that they got on them being in that uh, territory for yeah. as long Athlete's as foot. Can you mean the same <laughs> fungal crap we have on us? Well, they were there in the building for days. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, a couple of us bear hugged by a couple of the fungal <laughs> things. Let's take let's take I look at I, I look at what whatever his name is. Have you been bear hugged by anything fungal within the last twenty four hours? We were able to get into that restaurant uh pretty quickly. We were chased by some uh but we kind of ran in through the back and that's when we realized that that big plant thing was perched on top of the building and that's what kind of kept us in there uh every time we tried to move uh we would wake that thing up so we just never chanced trying to get out uh i didn't know what the fuck those things were to be quite honest i mean we've been trapped inside bella vista for about two years uh at this point so we really haven't experienced much of anything going on out here uh, we thought it was a safe place, but uh, unfortunately, when the vamps came, they just shut everything down and kept us captive. But I just turn and look at Smokey and go, All right, no bear hug. Been with the vampires for two years, doesn't appear to be a vampire. I'm That's what a vampire would say. Definitely <laughs> get some rest. Good night. I do want to ask him, assuming he's not infected, he tells truth, all that stuff, but I'm going to ask him, like, what, what are the weaknesses of the vampires that they were holding him down, if he knows over the two years? Yeah. Richard, as he walked up, garlic, sunlight, <laughs> takes to the heart, 
Well, we don't know. There's different kinds. So I, I'd be very embarrassing if I just you know, <clears throat> use garlic and I just take a bite out of it. Yeah. <laughs> when you really needed to use paprika. Like, who knows? Right? Yeah. Entro? I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> they think it tastes like soap. <laughs> there was a faction of survivors there at Bella Vista very early on in the process that attempted of an uprising, a coup, if you will. Um, and, you know, based off of the limited knowledge that we had and the stories that everybody passed around about Dracula and all of that, you know, we tr they tried their best, uh, but unfortunately they just weren't strong enough. So they certainly do fear the light. Um, and I'm pretty sure they are susceptible to fire. Um, they go into hiding, uh, during the daytime, but one of the reasons why I think they've picked certain members of the community to be their, um, I don't know what you would call them, maybe familiars or ghouls or whatever they are. Um, they, it's the ghouls that basically run the roost during the day. Um, so they have their kind of half human, half vampire, um, whatever the fuck they are that basically kind of keep the community under control and keep us from trying to formulate any kind of attack, uh, on the main vampires themselves. Uh, the Bella Vista estate in and of itself is really heavily guarded uh, all the time, uh, whether it be during the day or during the night. And that's, like I said, where the, where the king vampire uh, pretty much stays, you know, uh, all the time. He very rarely makes any kind of appearance at all uh, in the community. Uh, and I think I've only seen him like maybe twice in the time that I've been there. Lucius though, everybody knows his name, Lucius Voss. Are they gonna be missing you? Oh yeah, I'm sure they probably will. Um, I can't think of anybody else in the last year that's made it out. Mm. I hope I didn't put a target on your all's back. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Don't worry about it. But, I mean, listen, truthfully, I didn't know that people like you existed outside of our walls. Um, you all made some pretty short work of those mushroom zombies back there, and whatever that thing was that came out of the woods after y'all, I mean, you sent it packing. We've got a lot of good people still left in there. And, and, you know, I've only seen just the entrance of Silver Dollar City here, but I have to assume you guys have got a lot of people here. Those people are suffering in Bella Vista and our numbers are dwindling. Uh, we were about 120 strong when the vampires hit 
uh, and we're down to about 50 at this point, at least that I know of. And when the blood flow runs out, I'm sure they're going to be looking for somewhere else. Yeah, how many vampires are there? He's got a crew that he runs with that are kind of the the big wigs. Um, and out of that group, there's probably maybe five altogether, but they're pretty powerful. Um, the they've turned a bunch of folks, uh, and you know they're gaining in power as the months go by. Um, and then these uh, ghouls and whatnot, you know, there's there's a ton of them. So I mean, it's hard to say exactly how many, but I mean, I'd say with all the vamps that are there, plus the the ghoul creatures, I mean, you're probably talking twenty five. Hmm. How can you tell the difference between a ghoul and a person? Um, and a vampire. The the ghouls basically have kind of taken on like a like a pallid kind of appearance, like almost like a cadaver, almost. Uh, so kind of grayish in tone. The uh, the vamps are pale, but as long as they're feeding, they have kind of a more like. I don't know, vibrant kind of appearance to them. Um, glittery? I wouldn't say glittery. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe rosy is probably a better description. A twilight light, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So everybody in our Settlement must have a tan now. So that way we can tell if anybody gets turned. <laughs> I don't know if we're equipped to go kill 25 ghouls and vampires. Do the ghouls, uh, are they vulnerable to harm too? Or are they as tough as vampires? Um, you, know? you know, like I said, I mean, the, the few attempts that we've made, you know, hasn't really accomplished much of anything, but I will say I did see one of them get shot uh, and took a pretty mortal wound and it seemed like it took him down. So I would say that they probably don't have the same, um, they probably have more weaknesses than what the vamps do. No, it was like a normal bullet, right? No silver or anything. As far as I know, yeah. Right. They uh -huh. certainly didn't give us access to much silver while we were there, so <laughs> yeah, maybe that is a thing. Yeah, if we were to even think about that, we would have to rearm, make sure all of our weapons have silver bullets, a bunch of paprika, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, garlic powder. Yep. <laughs> garlic powder shotgun rounds. There oh. you go. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll sit around and 
talk with Adam and the kids in the quarantine zone for a while. Uh, but before too long, I'll go to bed. Yeah, I think I'm... Full long rest. Yeah, Ash is going to go get some rest. He's hurting a little bit. Yeah, me too. All right. All right, well, you guys can turn in for the night and take a uh, full long rest. Uh, so if you go to your sheets, you can click long rest and it should heal you back up and give you so, back the stuff that you need. Can I ask a timeline question? Yeah. I think we went into the fungal zone. It was nighttime, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So what is it now? It's about one o'clock in the morning. Um, and with the conversation you guys have had, it's probably pushing two at this point. So. Oh, so you're thinking this guy hasn't seen daylight yet. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're all tired, so. Oh, well, he'll stick around until the sunrise. Smokey will? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Make um, sure he doesn't fry or something like that. <laughs> Make sure he's sitting in the sunlight for a little while. <laughs> but they are kind of sequestered in their uh, kind of room. Uh, and probably locked in um, so when daylight approaches um, if you kind of kind of peek in you know they're all kind of huddled together uh, on a bed in there sleeping uh, together is there any direct sunlight on them um, from the angle no okay you gotta take a mirror and you gotta angle the light right at <laughs> <laughs> We're not killing ants here, but <laughs> it is a good methodology. So do you want to try to wake them up and walk them outside or what do you want to do? No, that's enough for me. Okay. Just sitting there eating an apple. Do I Don't know? look like Richard's standing by him behind him eating an apple. Don't look like vampires to me. <laughs> hey, Richard. What? Okay. Uh, Go get some rest. All right, he did. All right, okay. That'd be a short rest for you. That's not a long rest. I thought really all I needed. Okay, all right. Just making sure. <laughs> all right, so everybody else takes their long rest. Um, and that would kind of put you guys at about, um, about 10 o'clock or so in the morning. Uh, you guys can kind of rouse and grab some breakfast and then kind of determine what uh, what y'all want to do from here. Yeah, I would have looked at Smokey and said, go get some rest. You can take, take watch. Yep. Yeah. Dana, would you... I was going to say, how far is Bella Vista from where we are again? Well, let me pull up that map, shall we? I'm sure you've Cross, probably just the lake. that. I apologize. No, that's all right. Yeah, across the lake. Across. 
Is it the whole lake, though? Is it like the big part of the lake or the little fingers of the lake? The little fingers of the lake. Fingers. All right, so you might need to kind of scroll in just a little bit on this. Uh, you can kind of see Silver Dollar City up here. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Bella Vista is right down here. So it's roughly about the same distance as the Indian Point Fungal Zone, uh, roughly. But it's a little more convoluted in getting there if you're taking the road to get there. Um, if you're going through the woods, uh, then you're going to... This area here, Crystal Cove, right there is actually somewhat elevated from the area around it. Um, and there have been people that have gone missing uh, in that area. It's a little bit of an unknown area for you guys. Uh, and you haven't had too much experience as far as what's going on in there. But knowing that there's definite danger taking a wide berth around it is usually pretty suggested. That's what most people uh, will do. They just kind of avoid that area. So we got all the, we got the salt, we got the water. Was there something else we were supposed to get? Uh, no, I think you got uh, all the supplies. I think, I think we got that, so. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go sit out in the woods and commune with nature for a while. And that's not a euphemism. It's just me, <laughs> me kind of putting out my little mental feelers just to see what the status of things are, I guess. Okay. Uh, let's see here. In tune, but it's not an action or anything. It's just... Mm -hmm. I just am. <clears throat> okay, so... You... You stated that you kind of live out in, outside of the actual Silver Dollar City, right? Yeah. So I would say probably the most likely place for you would probably be over here at the Eagle's Nest. Okay. Um, that's a an old resort that was uh, basically the... Uh, Silver Dollar City Resort, uh, where most people would stay. If they're going to the park, that's that's where most people will stay. Um, and it is <clears throat> right at the top of um, this uh, little finger that stretches up the furthest north uh, from the lake itself. Um, there's a group of, like, hunters and fishermen that kind of call that place home as well there's like maybe about five or six guys normally you know that kind of call that place home they, they don't live with the main community but they you know basically do the work down here to do a little bit of hunting a little bit of fishing in this little stretch uh, and this particular finger seems to be uh, a fairly safe place uh, for fishing and so forth uh, to occur there's a lot of areas that uh, the water is just stagnant and nasty and so forth, but they've found actually a fairly decent patch here. You don't want to drink from it, but you can actually fish and get uh, uh, food from this uh, from this area. 
Um, so you kind of just head out into the brush there for a little bit and kind of begin your commune. Is there a roll or anything that you need to make with that? No, thanks. Let me see what it says. Wisdom perception checks, you have advantage. uh, And a plus two on passive perception against stealth abilities. Okay, so... uh, Just make a... Make a wisdom perception check. And that is advantage? Do I click advantage? Yeah, uh, you can click advantage. I don't know if it's already. I know you want to click advantage. Like that. 21. Okay. So you kind of go about the process of kind of thinking about what has happened in the last several days. Uh, since the incident that caused the tremor and you lost the water and lost the salt supply and all that sort of stuff and your your trip down to Indian Point Fungal Zone and you begin thinking again about whatever that was that was causing the tremor underneath your feet as you were traveling down there. And I think you even made a point to state, I wonder if that's maybe somehow connected to the tremor that happened uh, at Silver Dollar City. Um, So you kind of rest your mind a little bit and put your hands on the ground next to you as you're sitting crisscross applesauce. (laughs) And the ground is still, uh, but you kind of go into a little bit of a meditative state. Um, And after about 15 minutes or so. And it may just be a trick of the brain, but you kind of felt a little rumble. And it lasts for about 15 seconds. But it's not here. Whatever it is, it's further away. Do I know the general, like, do I look the direction that it was? <laughs> or do I just... No, not? you can't really sense the direction. It's just, okay. it's just, you, you feel the rumble, mm-hmm. but it's non-directional. It's just being kind of cast out. So it's, it's hard, it's near impossible to tell where it's coming from. <clears throat> but there's something out there. Sandworm? Is this sandworm? <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna keep an eye on that, I guess, for a while. And how long do you sit? I don't know what time is it. Ten in the morning, eleven thirty in the mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. I will sit there all day if I'm not, I guess, pulled away from that. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on, you know, what everybody else does and so forth. So uh, we'll say, you know, we'll give that's it about... My happy, that's my happy place. Give it about two hours or so, you know, up until lunchtime. You start to feel a grumbling in your belly that uh, starts to call. But while you sit there and, and remain in tune, I mean, this rumble occurs several more times. 
Um, and it seems to, as you are trying to tune into it, <laughs> it seems to get a little further away each time. Okay. It's not as strong. So it, it, it eventually gets to a point where you just don't even feel it anymore. Uh, but some of the bursts will last um, for a minute and a half, two minutes. And in these longer stretches, you can kind of feel it. You can actually literally feel it getting softer mm -hmm. as uh, as whatever this is continues to move. So, I mean, it's it's pretty easy to tell whatever this is whether this was what caused the tremor or not it's hard it's hard to say mm -hmm. but whatever this is is sentient and and alive mm -hmm. and it seems to be moving with purpose right okay I'm just going to catalog that in my brain. Mm -hmm. okay. I'll go eat. I think for Asher in the morning, after I get going and stuff, I'd like to ask Suki <laughs> to go fly in the general direction of, of a vampire place just along the way and just kind of look and see if, if she sees anything unusual or something coming our way. Okay. All right. Sure. I kind of check in occasionally. Do you want to send her over Bella Vista? Uh, sh sure, but tell her to be careful. Okay. <laughs> um, so stay high. Don't go too low down there. <laughs> <laughs> My weird, weird, weird ghouls grabbing things and sucking her blood. Okay. So look at, <laughs> looking at the map, can you kind of show me the direction that you want her to fly? Um, so, um, so like, um, you know, Southeast diagonal, um, how do you, how do you hang down the same? Okay. Let's see here. Yeah. Right, you hold. can actually, you can draw if you want, if you go to drawing tools. Where's the drawing tools at? Oh, maybe you can't. I don't know if you have those or not. On my screen, it's like the fourth icon down on the left-hand side. Yeah, we only have three. Yeah. All right. Well, what about the measurement tools? Can you yep. do that and draw a line there? Are you able to see that? Can you see? Yes. It? Yeah. I think I'm a little high there. It's, it's... Oh, <laughs> I've got really big squares. Sorry. So it doesn't really help you all that much. Really big squares. Yeah. Okay. So something like that, I guess, if that okay. makes sense. So are we going over Crystal Cove? Uh, it makes me nervous when you say it that way. No, just ask. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but I'll, I'll tell you, like Crystal Cove is weird. Stay high over there. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. So you send her out. Um, she flies um, kind of southeast of Silver Dollar City, and. You can see how Crystal Cove is kind of up on a hill uh, a little bit. It's uh, 
it's well concealed because it's got a lot of woods up there. Uh, but there are certain patches of land that are a little bit barren. There's a few like little cabins and stuff like that that are kind of scattered about here and there. Um, there is something that does kind of catch your eye uh, as she's flying over. And it's, it's one little larger patch of land that looks almost like it's like a junkyard of sorts. Uh, and there seems to be like a couple of barrels that have like uh, fire uh, in them that's kind of casting out some dark smoke. Mm, okay. um, from her vantage point right now, it doesn't seem like there's anybody around them, uh, but there's like two uh, of these barrels that are on fire. And to, to our knowledge, we didn't know if anyone was living up there, right? To your knowledge, yeah. But most people kind of stay away from there because the folks that have wandered in, a lot of them haven't come back. Yeah. There's probably a crystal lake. There's a guy with heat masks. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, go ahead. Yep, yep. Yeah, keep on flying then. Okay. It's... All right, so... She continues her path on down to uh, Bella Vista itself. Um, there is a large subdivision located in this area, uh, and it is in complete uh, disarray and a state of decay. Um, a lot of the buildings in this area have been burned down uh, and have probably been so for quite some time from the look of it. Um, Still others, you know, have uh, visible um, walls that have been like kind of crumbled and blown in or out. Um, and it, it really almost kind of looks like a war zone uh, in here, which truthfully is what a lot of communities in this area probably look like. Um, when everything went to shit, people started turning on each other. Uh, so, and it's, it's a fairly common sight, but this has not aged well. Um, you know, there are definite signs of life. There are, there are people, uh, that are there that are kind of walking around, uh, but they kind of have their heads down and some of them are on kind of high alert looking at different places and at certain points within the subdivision, uh, there are uh, guys that are armed uh, with various firearms uh, that are kind of pacing back and forth that look like guards. And on a little bit of a closer flyby, uh, you can see that they do have a gray pallid uh, about their flesh. Um, eyes are sunken in just a little bit. These must be what Adam called the ghouls or the familiars. Okay. Do they have like barriers around their place? Does yeah. It look like? mm -hmm. They sure do. Yeah. The whole place is barricaded. Um, and they've kind of erected kind of a, a, just a barrier that kind of encases the whole area. And it's just made out of, you know, different like fences and uh, containment units and maybe old, trucks and stuff like that and they've just kind of created just a barrier to kind of keep people out and keep people in as well 
Um, going a little bit further, he had mentioned something uh, about the Bella Vista estate. Um, there is a vineyard that's on the outskirts of this community. And you can spot kind of an, uh, an upraised area that overlooks the lake um, that is a really very nice kind of almost like um, Italian style mansion. <clears throat> um, and this place looks as though it's in pristine condition. Uh, it's been very well maintained. Uh, it even looks like somebody actually has been mowing the lawn. <laughs> uh, it is a palatial palace compared to everything else that is around it. Does it have barriers too? Like, do you have to go through the barriers to get to it? <clears throat> there is a fence, uh, a, a large, like, wall, like stone wall, uh, that encompasses the entire front end. The back end basically is like a cliff that overlooks the lake. Um, so uh, it would be very difficult to get, come in from the front for sure. And then the cliff itself adds a pretty precarious barrier from behind. You just got to swim in a rock climb, escape, <laughs> parkour, parkour. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. I tell her to get on back when she can so when she can get grab some treats all the way not in the vampire territory but she wants bits and bugs and stuff she can <laughs> I'm crows like meat oh okay they can eat that too okay she might, she might come back with some carrion that you don't want yep. <laughs> vampire mice <laughs> <laughs> I think Suki's pretty much used to uh, <laughs> hunting yeah. in this uh, in this reality, so she she probably knows uh, good from bad. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, when I see these guys, I tell them what what I saw. Um, <clears throat> are we all getting dinner, like breakfast somewhere, or uh, probably about lunchtime uh, at lunch this time? point? So yeah. Um, I you know, Smokey, did you go actually go to sleep when I told yeah. you to? <laughs> okay. Okay. Am I alone with the family when they wake up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I would. Uh, I. I would just look at the dad and go. You need to prove you're not a vampire. Well, hopefully that'll be pretty easy. You want to just let me out? <laughs> can't do that. Um, I can stick my hand out through the window. He does so. He said there's different kind of vampires. He, he didn't say that. The GM did. <laughs> oh, okay. How do we know vampires aren't daywalkers? I mean, there's books written about it. What? 300 years ago and that was all fantasy and now they're real yeah um i mean i get it i mean i can't i can't dispute one way or the other um uh would i mean 
you've seen me eat. I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but the vampires that are over in Bella Vista can't consume food. I'm not gonna look, because that'd be kind of weird, but your kids have five marks. No, I've done my best to protect them from that. And, um, what's her name? Uh, shit, forgot her name. Julia. Julia would have checked them for that. And okay. She, she would have reported to you that they were clear. What are the kids' names again? I had that. Hold on. Caleb and Ruthie? Here. I wasn't yes, here Caleb and Ruthie. Ruthie. Yeah. Ruthie. Yeah? Is your dad a vampire? <laughs> no. No, daddy's not a vampire. Why isn't he a vampire? He's been with vampires. They've been feeding on him. Why isn't he a vampire? When you said they've been feeding on him, she kind of goes, they've been feeding on you, daddy? He's like, yes, sweetie, it's it's okay. I'm all right. She didn't know. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Ruthie? How yeah. can you tell a va- how can you tell a vampire from people like you and your daddy? The vampires only come out at night. Okay. And they got big pointy teeth. Of course they do, sweetheart. You hungry? Mm-hmm. Okay, I go get you guys some food. I honestly thought you were going to toss in a rat. And say, like, Here you go. <laughs> Drink, <laughs> Drink it's blood. Tell me you don't like it. <laughs> That's a no-win situation there, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah, I go grab him some food, bring it to him. All right, yeah, and then they they will eat whatever you give them. Okay. All right. Let's see what we can do about getting you out of here. Hey, you know, like I said, man, I just appreciate you getting us out of there. But, you know, if we got to do some time to earn your trust, I totally get it. Appreciate your understanding on that. I'll go hunt down everybody. All right. Now, I guess that would be around about the time everybody's having lunch. Asher, if you wanted to share your findings. Yeah, I'll tell them all about kind of roughly the layout that I remember at the barriers and the, the ghouls got guns. So uh, that's a complication, I guess. And um, But it does look like, you know, a lot of it's true and that the facility or the, the building where the master vampire is, is, you know, pretty well protected. There's a cliff. Um, and also mentioned the trash and 
fire barrels that I see lit up at, at uh, Crystal Cove. So maybe someone's living up there. Are we gonna, should we just barge in and try to kill vampires or do we need some sort of grand plan? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what my, my natural, day. yeah, my natural inclination is just, bye, I'm going to go fight vampires. See you guys. Yeah. Well, how long does it, how many hours would it take to get there? Like, I, I'm a little. Probably take about an hour and a half, probably. I mean, just, again, just most of the time when you guys go out, it's just safer to go on foot. Um, any time you take a vehicle out, you're always asking for trouble whether it's from some supernatural creature or other humans that just want your truck. Um, you, <clears throat> you are aware of the Shepherd of the Hills cult uh, that is east of you. Uh, and it is a, a religious cult. Uh, the guy that runs that uh, organization has figured out a way to uh, access the radio waves and is putting out a call, you know, for people to come and join. Um, and they have kept their distance from Silver Dollar City. Uh, you guys outnumber them. Um, but, you know, it's pretty obvious that they are attempting to try to coerce members of Silver Dollar City to come their way and join them. Um, you know, it's it's all Hellfire and Brimstone, uh, which unfortunately does still, you know, attract certain individuals. Now, most of the people here in Silver Dollar City know that, you know, this guy's probably trouble uh, and they stay away, but you've lost a few uh, over the last two years or so to uh, to Shepherd the Hills. So that's not necessarily on the way, but if you were taking a truck uh, and they got a wild hare, you know, you might run into some trouble with those guys. But they have not been like aggressive to you, uh, but you know that the potential is is there. We have any bicycles? Yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> awesome. We could use some bicycles. Yeah, yeah, you probably so. Yeah. Tandem bikes, the unicycles. Does anyone have, dim Does anyone have dimensional door? <laughs> <laughs> no, believe so. Damn. Um, I think we yeah. should head out to Crystal Cove and kind of see how close we can get to this stuff. So, so if we left right now, or pretty soon now, we load but up. We're, camp we're camping in the woods at night. That's probably what's going to happen, I bet. <laughs> and yeah. I will say, Dana, when you, when you mention that, Asher, that makes you actually kind of realize, you know, in, in watching through Sookie's eyes, when she went into Crystal Cove and then came over the hill, I mean, as soon as she came over that hill, I mean, it literally is a bird's eye view uh, into Bella Vista. 
so if you were to take the high point on Crystal Cove, uh, you could basically get a complete lay of the land. Everybody could actually see really well uh, in that area. Well, we don't yeah. know who or what lives in Crystal Cove. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. They just like to burn stuff, as far <laughs> as we know. Yeah. <laughs> and vampires don't like fire, so yeah. they could be setting up a perimeter of defense. Yeah. Maybe they're on our side. Yeah. And if we show up in daytime, maybe they'll be okay with us passing through to camp. I don't think we should do anything today because by the time we get there and we find ourselves there, it's going to be close to nightfall and I really don't want to be in a vampire community I know nothing about when the sun's going down. Then you can't be night in the woods. That's why I said, let's do it. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> no, let's... Like if, if that's the case, then we should be ready to leave just before dawn. Yeah, that would be Tomorrow. right. Best. Take advantage of the light. Only thing we have to worry about is if they come after them tonight. And help okay. everybody. <clears throat> Says the doctor. <laughs> yeah. another <laughs> yeah exactly all right anything that you want to do before you bed down then for the night smokey will do what he normally does if he's not counseling or needed as a medic he walks around silver dollar city and anybody who's working he's just singing essentially giving everybody advantage on their ability checks whenever they're working on something he'll just pause and sing and then move on and just makes his rounds around the, the campground or the city. Okay. And he always listens for gossip, so. <laughs> yeah. I'll just spend time with the family, finding, the, you know, find out as much as I can about them, about what they've been through with uh, over two years of living with vampires. Oh, we yeah. should probably like get all of our shit together. Like, do we even have silver bullets, silver arrows? Uh, do we have a garden with garlic? On the off chance that these things actually work. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you make a survival check and see what you can come up with there, Smokey? Ooh, I just crashed. Oh dear, I just saw you crash. <laughs> Oh no, it's doing that shit again. Be right with you. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But until then, you've rolled a nat 20, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I can't okay. roll, so. All right, let me see if I can get you here. I had to go to a different map there. <clears throat> I can roll manual. Okay. I just need to, enough time to see what the bonus is. Oh, well, interesting. Yeah, something else is going on here, too, because yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't pull I, up your character sheets. 
it took me like seven 12 clicks to open mine hmm. uh, total of 25 okay 25 all right so you should be able to come up with um, a decent amount of supplies tell me what it is that you really want to try to pull together garlic steaks and silver items whether they be crosses um bullets arrowheads uh, crossbow bolts any of that kind of stuff gotcha okay now and if we have a i mean i'm i guess i'm a priest but not really do we have anybody that could bless stuff or would i be able to bless like water hmm If I could pull up your character sheet, I could maybe tell you. Oh, wait, I see what's wrong. Hold on. That's my I, ha- I have mine open now. Okay. For now. Okay, so... And do we have, like, a little chapel or something? Like, is there a priest or reverend or something? You can, get married, you can get married at Silver Dollar City. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe funny. He's dressed like Elvis. He's like, yeah. <laughs> not there. Probably like hillbillies. That's true. Yeah. Corn cob type, <clears throat> like the Beverly hillbilly. I don't know that he's got <clears throat> an actual ability that would allow him to bless anything. Yeah, I'm not really a religious person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if there's anybody around that could bless items. Are we going to have to go to that cult? Yeah. Oh, Norts. I don't want to. Do they, have, <laughs> do they hate vampires? We could team up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one's worse, to be honest. I think we should steer clear of cults and vampires. Especially cults built on vampires. Right now, you do not have a holy, holy man here. Okay. We need to find ourselves a holy man. <laughs> I think that's the point. Well, I mean, I have um, the right tool. It just cost me one genius point, and we're at level five. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I produce up to three pieces <laughs> of equipment. The equipment can have a price level of up to one level higher than my wealth level. And I think I can just do whatever is necessary okay as long as it's it just says up to one level higher than my wealth level which i don't think we've ever talked about that gotcha okay so here's what we can do with Smokey's role that he got uh to gather the equipment that he needed to gather you're able to come up with uh silver bullets that would go into uh various types of pistols um you are able to come up with uh crosses to go around uh and you're able to come up with um enough garlic that um our chef uh what's his name Come back here. There we go. Uh, is that Sam? Yeah. I think it's Sam, right? Yeah, Sam Jenkins. 
uh, he, he's able to give you enough to basically make two garlic necklaces. <laughs> he says, the rest I'm keeping. <laughs> Try and bring it back. I don't want it. After, after it's been out there, I don't want it back. <laughs> Be extra spicy. Um, so that would be enough, you know, for anybody that has, you know, the pistols or anything like that, uh, to be able to utilize for weapons as far as like silver, um, crossbow bolts or arrows, those would either have to be crafted or that would be something perhaps that Eliza might have somewhere in her stash. Well, if. I mean, do we need garlic? No, we got two necklaces. Not, so. not enough, is it? Not really. Not for everybody, but we do have... We do have a couple people that only, like, if we can get a silver shuriken, that'd be cool. I can only do three. Three things. You can only do three things? I can only find three things. Oh, so is that, like, you can't do one thing as a quiver of arrows? <laughs> I, well, uh, that that I, I don't know. I, I'd be okay with that. A quiver of arrows would be would be fine. Three pieces of equipment. So equipment could be mm -hmm. a Yeah. With silver. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yes, with silver. Yeah. Okay. Right? <laughs> Just double checking before we go into the vampire's nest. Wait, let me read it. When you enact yeah, yeah, the plan, okay, I I am the genie. You have to tell yes. me exactly what you want. Exactly what I want. <laughs> That's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> it's usually the way he does. It. Yeah, so it is. I have the perfect tool for the task at hand. I brought it with me. I had it brought to me, or just knew where to find it. Okay. So. And and you are doing this before you take your long rest. So essentially, this is the night before, and you're kind of preparing everything to yeah. to get ready to go the next day, right? Okay. So um, you just tell me the three items that you want, and then we'll see if you are able to come up with them. Well, first of all, I want some bolts for my for my uh, crossbow. Some okay. silver, silver, right. silver right. tip. So you uh, are able to, to yeah. <laughs> gather a quiver of uh, crossbow bolts that are silver tipped. Uh, you've got 12 okay. to, to utilize. So make a note somewhere, whether it's just on a piece of paper or whatever, or uh, if you can find some place to put it on your sheet, just make sure that you're uh, doing that so that we know which arrows you're using. Okay. Which bolts you're using. Okay. And then <clears throat> what do we need some arrows, some regular arrows. We have Asher and Simone both use arrows, yes? Are they the same kind of arrow? Different types of bows? One's totally the same. A long bow and a Absolutely the same. Yep, interchangeable. <laughs> totally interchangeable. interchangeable. Let's take a look at that, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got a, we got a longbow uh, for Simone. I got a compound bow. Nasher has a compound bow. I mean, theoretically, yes, they, they would be. You could use the same arrows for those. Yeah. How many? Twenty twenty-four. It's a dozen uh, for that as well. So you're gonna have to split 
Sure. All right. Split them up. Six and six. For you. Um, and then we need some bullets. Yes. Uh, you get, you're, you're covered on bullets. You're good on bullets. Yeah. Now, uh, does anybody carry a shotgun? I don't think any of us do. But you know, we found a bunch of guns when we offed those guys in the garden center. Yeah, and, and I thought somebody picked brought up a shotgun, back. but maybe, maybe not. Some people. I know somebody got a sniper rifle. That was me. Okay. But the rest of it was like unclaimed, and I was just like, well, let's just bring it back to back to the camp. Back to yeah. About you shooting at me with an untrained sniper <laughs> rifle last week. I did not shoot at you. I didn't even hit you. You did. Um, luckily. Luckily. He, he shot in your general direction. Direction. <laughs> Stop jumping in front of my gun. I wasn't moving. Stop sitting in front of my gun. All right. Well, if somebody has a better, like, long range and you can use a sniper rifle by all means it's just not my me. yeah because i'm not skilled in it you definitely don't want papa to do that <laughs> asher can you not use a modern like a military weapon i forgot what i'm going on one second you're uh, basic a... advanced and improvised yeah no military mm. Tell you what I would like to find, mm-hmm. and I think I can. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I want to find some small vials in a box in the back of that little chapel that is probably just used for storage now. Uh-huh. Yeah, with and they're little, just clear liquid vials, and it has a cross on it. And so I'm like, I think this might be holy water. Okay, all right, that's fine. So, but it's like perfectly like the size of like for tossing like for sure me. yeah sure all right um, there is a there is a box back there that uh has it's a cardboard box that has little dividers in it and it had six in it to begin with but unfortunately two of them are gone so you've got four okay all right that's what we got all right, well, who wants garlic? Maybe the hand-to-hand combat people. <laughs> that might be helpful. Everybody has a cross. Yep. A silver cross. And mm-hmm. then everybody <clears throat> has pistol ammo. Not wearing a silver cross. You can have it. Mm-hmm. I'll wear two, sure. I'm not religious. <clears throat> just to put one in front, one in the back. Yeah, I just say hey, <laughs> It's got a bunch of pluses on it. I turn it upside down. <laughs> Well, I also have the right tool. Oh, do you really? Oh, nice. Oh, do you really? (laughs) If you want uh, six more arrows each, (laughs) and maybe a a a quiver of (laughs) flamethrowers. A quiver of (laughs) flamethrowers. Nice. Um, you need a flamethrower. You can have one. Uh, there there is one here uh, that can be utilized. It's not the best, but there is a flamethrower. Okay. Who, who is getting the flamethrower? 
well, if you're worried about my sniper rifle, you're going to be worried about my flamethrower. So it's probably best I don't have it. Plus, I don't it, want a bomb on my back. It is heavy, and it will have your uh, movement speed. Hmm. I can take that. Because I've got the double movement bonus that I can use at any time. Okay. Anybody else coming with us? Any uh, friends slash NPCs that we want to <laughs> rope into this adventure? Might be vampire hunters. We never know. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we find one, a quiver of those? That'd be good. <laughs> Who's the guy in the trench coat and the sunglasses in the corner over there? <laughs> uh, what is his Blade. name? Blade or yeah, <laughs> Van Helsing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Six, six pack of Van Helsing's. That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> Just a, a quiver, a quiver of Van Helsing. <laughs> All right, so I am okay, dropping uh, in a salon flamer onto okay. your sheet. Thank you. Uh, I was Could just I asking about some, that. Some pocket mirrors. Okay. Just so we look our best when we. <laughs> and has no the flamethrower has no attack bonus, attack. Hmm. Let me see. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it does. It, don't don't look at flamethrower. I don't know where that actually came from. Oh, the salon. Okay. Yeah, look gotcha. at salon flame. Yeah, salon just popped up. So okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to delete that uh, flamethrower because I don't even know how you got that on there. I didn't drop it in. Did you try to type something in? Um, I started to, but I didn't save it. Okay, that's what it was then. Okay. I think we might need an axe to take with us, but I don't think it needs to be. Yeah, mm -hmm. I got I got a tomahawk. Thing. I got an axe. I have a machete, but no axe. Well, that would probably head a vampire, won't it? A oh, machete? decapitate and burn the body <clears throat> I'm trying to think of what else like historically what else could, you, could just get cha chainsaw right oh that's true very very <laughs> sugary candy yeah <laughs> play the long game <laughs> what if we get a bag of, bag of blood we can hang it up and like puncture hoe and just see if it like It'd be like a trap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a vampire lawn toy. You should see this little vampire <laughs> creep up. <laughs> Goes in a circle. And then we, we take a like a large bear trap style thing, which one of us could find if we got the right tool. And we put like steaks on it and we just clamp them all together. Oops, steaks. We, we need steaks. Ah, steaks. Yeah. <clears throat> make those right that, yeah, yeah that, that's those. that's pretty easy yeah so i had sort of imagined that the arrows would serve as a stake if we hit the target yes okay yep. mm -hmm. and the silver tipped ones uh, would be effective wherever they hit to some extent to some extent yes well maybe if these are those type of vampires what if we get the vampires who are susceptible to like insult? Like they're just oh, 
<laughs> Vintage is very sensitive vampires. Paul, <laughs> the Paul Rubens. Best scene ever. The best. Oh, did you say there's more silver arrows? Like, are we splitting up more now? Or is Chris, Simone? Did you, did, did you make a call for more arrows? Yes. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you, have, you both have six more then. <laughs> All right. So, 12 total. Each. Okay. <laughs> Could have got like six bear traps with steak tied to them. All right. A big net. A <laughs> big all right, so you, you've got one more thing that you can pull then. What do you think? Don't ask me. I'm not, <laughs> I got plenty. I got plenty of ideas. I'm just not going to tell you. <laughs> All right, gang. What do you think? I don't know. What else is on that list of vampire stuff? Isn't there like a salt or something like that that? They're not slugs. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I was like some sort of like you can make a thing around you to protect oh, yourself. I don't believe that's for vampires. Okay. I wonder if they're that ghosts, kind. demons, oh, maybe ghosts or uh, demons, perhaps. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of Supernatural, the TV show. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, do we makes... do we have any wooden stakes? Well, Could we made we... stakes. Yeah, you can. Yeah, stakes are stakes are no brainer. You got Throw them in the in the forest. Do you think we could? It would be worthwhile to get some explosives to take along for. I mean, wherever they are at night must be enclosed, and potentially we could un- open the doors, unenclose it. Yeah, yeah, blow open the door. <laughs> yeah, or or grappling hooks if we need to climb over. Maybe. All right, parkour, whatever. <laughs> or parkour over. <laughs> yeah, some grenades or some C4, something like that. Depending on what we want to do. If we just want to start throwing them, get some grenades. If we want to blow up their whole hideout. Blow the bloody doors up. We could bring some fireworks, go. set them off on one end of the area, and then we can come in the other way. Yeah. Distract them. If we hmm. What's the consensus? I'd say grenades would be pretty handy. I still, who has a Molotov cocktail still? I do. No, I do. I think we all do. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So that'll oh, be handy. Used any. Yeah. Oh yeah, we never did use it on the plant creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> give us Molotov cocktails. No, give us. <laughs> okay, but we want to use them. <laughs> all right. So did I hear grenades going once? Going twice. Yeah, let's do that. All right, grenades. You get a uh, get a box of six grenades. Okay. How many stakes would you say? A uh, stick a piece. So that's what six, including including Papa. Yep. <laughs> are you are you keeping our inventory straight? Uh, I'm keeping mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping. Say, I have not seen a steak come into my inventory. <laughs> no, I've I've just been writing it down. All right. Writing my own down too. It's <clears throat> got the grenades. You do. We're splitting them up. It's the we can split them up or put them in like whoever has a good. 
I think that's one, one per person. Yeah, we could all have one. It's good. I like that. Good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Who wants a holy water? <laughs> holy water grenade. A holy one grenade. <laughs> that's a that's a water balloon, right? Three. Pretty much. Um, I will pass on the uh, holy water hand grenade. I'll take I'll take one. Write it down. Because I think we had four. Yep. Yep. I don't need one unless someone else wants it. I don't need it. Who wants okay. the garlic? <clears throat> Pick some garlic. Okay. I think Richard mm. should have the other garlic. Oh yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely Richard should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys insist, I'll take the holy water, uh, Eliza. But I, no promises. If I get thirsty, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't drink that if I were you. <clears throat> so that's three, right? It tastes like hundreds and hundreds of fingers and hands. <laughs> oh my god! Ew! <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I thought of it that way, did you? It's been dipped in for a while. <laughs> Seriously, how often do they change that out? As an altar boy, I never changed it. I out, don't so want to know. know. <laughs> I'm I don't know. So who glad I wasn't religious. <clears throat> cool. All right, so we think we got everything divvied up. Yep. All right. So you guys bed down for another long rest uh, and evening passes uh, with no activity uh, and you guys set whatever alarm system you happen to have to wake up uh, before dawn uh, and then begin your journey. Uh, Now the plan is to go into Crystal Cove first, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So I think then I will probably call it for tonight before we try to go in there. Um, and then we'll enter into Crystal Cove uh, at our next session. All right. To get a bird's eye view on Bella Vista Vampire Haven. Works for me since I am East Coast time this evening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was an interesting game tonight. Simone, you did a great job there at the beginning, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well done. Yeah. Thank you for taming uh, our puppy. I think, yeah. I think we need to call him to us sometime. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty sad- cool. That was put a night. saddle on him. Simone can ride yeah. him in battle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was glad to see that mechanic actually uh, go into play because I was curious to see how that would pan out. So that's that's cool. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thanks. All right. Thank you. you. Uh, Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks. Toodles. Good night. Dream of vampires.